Welcome to Process Movement, where I, Ben Clement, explore people's relationships with their creative practices, as well as how they move and are active in the world through art, athleticism, and lifestyle. In this episode, I speak with Pim Rinkes. Pim is a Dutch photographer based in Amsterdam. He also spends his time running with the Pata running team and cooperates his agency called One Thing Led to Another. Pim's work has graced the running world with a style that has really paved the way not only for its warmth and connection to athletes, but interesting ideas, compositions, and its decisiveness. If you are someone who has followed the running world in any way, shape, or form, be it from events to larger campaigns, more than likely you would have come across his work. Pim is a long-time friend of mine and someone who I spend many hours chatting with over our relationship to photography and the visual medium, so it was really great to put something down for this episode. Thanks heaps and I hope you enjoy this listen. Sure. I can't believe that you don't have like a, a little jingle going at the beginning. <laughs> that comes later. I'm going to figure out what that is. Like, I don't know. I need to like, because I hear all these things. And I'm like, they're so lame. And I was like, it took me two yeah. years to think about doing this podcast, right? Like I had the idea for, for two years during like the pandemic and everything. And I like really wanted to like do it. And I had this imposter syndrome around doing it. And I was like, ah, oh, so lame. Like, I don't know. But I was like, I would just like want to talk to my friends about things and discover stuff and like hear about what they're doing. So I was like, fuck it. It's going to do it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, like it's, it's funny because it, it gives this sense of sort of a, a egocentricity, I think, that you need to overcome as well because I'm like, I keep thinking I'm not that interesting. Why would anyone <laughs> want to listen to what I have to say? And I mean, I always love to listen to what you have to say, obviously, and the same goes for you, I guess. So like, yeah, there's yeah. a, yeah, there's a market. Yeah, you it. never know, right? That's the thing. That's kind of the well, part of the art of conversation or just like being friends with someone and then being like, oh, maybe some other people might like this conversation. Yeah, yeah, or not. And then we just have a nice conversation amongst exactly. good friends, which is the most important thing that yeah, man, Friday exactly. can start with. Yeah, yeah, for real, for real. Um, all right, I'm going to kick it in. And I to, to kind of give context to, like, where we'll go with this conversation, um, let's start, like, let's go back. And I want you to tell me, like, your journey to now. And, like, did you always want to be a photographer? Like, what is your path? Like, tell me your story um, and you can kind of start from, yeah, wherever, wherever it makes sense to start from. Yeah, I think obviously like in passing, you kind of tell the story to some people every now and then, but then how do you like actually do it properly from the beginning? I think as a kid, I was always like very like visually interested and I was always like drawing a lot and I had like, things that I like to look at a lot and also things I like to reference a lot. So like, I remember there was some books, for example, that I, I literally would drag around everywhere I went. and literally even sometimes just to like look at the pictures or like to draw pictures that I sometimes already drew. I was always like sort of copying um, images in that way. And that's, that kind of developed further to like a certain 
style of drawing that I was doing when I was a teenager. And this also was kind of like mirroring sort of images that already existed. So I think going back all the way, I was just kind of like a, a weird kid who, you know, was always drawing and looking at things. And then um, I started to copy like this sort of, I, I had this like, a, I still have one actually, the, the light boxes, basically to like, um, carbon copy and like trace things so that's why the I think an interest to like also these images that came from initially and then um, like when I went to like secondary school at some point I was like you know I, I like taking pictures but I didn't really have a camera so I, I like had a dishwashing job and then you know, at some point I, I thought I can buy like a better camera so that I can like take pictures that I can then reference in my drawings. Um, and yeah, like actually that's a big, a really big thing I would at some point like to reconnect with the drawing actually, because I, I actually think there was a, an actual talent there, a talent that I sometimes, you know, question if I actually have it for photography that much. But I, I had a talent for drawing, I think, even though the development of that at some point sort of stopped, I guess. But then I started taking like actual photographs. And um, then I, you know, for, for example, when the, we had school trips going to another city with the school, get everyone getting the bus and stuff like that. And then they would use the pictures I would take sort of as a recap and put them on the website and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I had, I had an uncle who sadly isn't around anymore, but he uh, he was really big into photography and had he had like amazing cameras. And every time we'd come around, you know, we would talk about photography and sometimes he would actually like also give me like really cool equipment. I still like, I have a big nostalgia for these archaic sort of things that he got me but that I cannot use anymore in the current sort of workflow, but they're really meaningful things. I, I would never get rid of them basically. Like, you know, even a small thing like a, a battery grip that he once got me, I remember was like amazing. And the st I literally still have it just to like, as a sort of reminder of those days. Um, but yeah, then sort of starting to take that a bit more serious for a bit, but then, you know, the, this sort of struggle with relying on creativity, this is kind of like, I remember as a teenager, I was like, I like doing it, but I need to, have some sort of sense of security and I think this to this day for me is a big you know balancing act between letting things roll and finding security so like I then decided not to pursue sort of a, any kind of professional development in the creative industry and go to law school so that actually you know was a huge kick in like sort of this this whole create creative flow of like drawing and taking pictures kind of completely disappeared within a year so i just like was doing absolutely nothing i was just sat around stacks of books uh in a really small room in amsterdam and kind of like i was too occupied to actually question if that was a bad decision in any way i just kind of like accepted it this is now what i'm doing and you know i just kind of yeah it kind of whittled away but till till the till the end of high school secondary school i was like i was constantly doing making things and then all of a sudden it was i remember i had this like 
you know cork board in my room and there was all these like little scratch i still like remember those days i was very like collecting things and like drawings and pictures and then all of a sudden it was just like law books everywhere <laughs> and uh yeah then uh, that kind of like just kept going for like uh, i did i did the whole thing and then it kind of you know it suppressed a lot of it and then at some point that's when i started running because i i was like this is a cheap way to stay in shape and i had some trainers and i started to do a lap in the, in the park here and that's kind of when when this opportunity came up when i when i met some people through running and then they were like oh maybe you can take some pictures of us while running and i was like ah yeah i have this camera that i bought when i was a dishwasher in my hometown did you mention that you used to take photos or did they know yeah like at that time i I was still like you know this was i guess this not early days of instagram but a definitely different era of instagram and i think i might have like gone on a vacation and just you know take some pictures with but it wasn't like I wasn't a photographer I was just like I maybe at some point I had mentioned it to someone like uh you know like literally so like in the crew they were like oh you can take pictures right and I was like yeah like when someone assumes <laughs> right they're like oh you've got a camera you can do it yeah and actually like yesterday so exactly and, and yesterday I was actually like looking for some uh looking through some really old stuff trying to find some pictures which actually is I'm a nightmare when it comes to my archive but then I came across some pictures from that time and and seeing like what they were is just completely bizarre actually but that's what that's then I at least I picked up the camera which literally was like covered in dust and I was like okay I guess I'm gonna use this thing again and the setup was actually quite nice I had like a I always had like a fixed fixed lens on it so no zoom never any zoom lenses that's why I, it took me ages to buy my first zoom lens actually not to get too technical about it but um yeah then i just started taking pictures of my friends running like obviously the the pata crew and um that kind of like snowballed into at some point obviously then those images were used on their channels and then there was some like events going on and then you know not to like go yeah, I guess I really it was quite a quick condensed way of getting to. No, no, that's good because yeah. there's there's so much in that. Like, uh, even just yeah, as a little kind of point, do you feel like meeting like a, a crew or group of people, like everyone from like Pata, for example, did that? Do you feel like that sparked like further to be like, there's something happening here, or like yeah. I mean, no, th- like this is unbelievable. Uh, this is absolutely one hundred percent. If I wouldn't have met, like, I mean, at at least in my current story, if I wouldn't have met Edson and Jay and like all the other guys, I I literally would maybe not have picked up the camera again. And because I was I was still cru- like sort of getting through law school and uh, kind of getting on with it at that time, I was like they were like yeah but you you can come shoot this and like then some other people started to ask me to shoot events and then at some point i was like yeah but i'm still like also doing my law studies and i i'm working in a coffee bar and i had all these things going on at the same time and i was like still not sort of um internalizing that this could be like a profession i was just kind of like and they you know especially like at definitely like was 2014 15 or something he was like really 
you know trying to push to like make me understand that there's a, there's something there basically and well yeah i was there's so deep in this in this law studies i was like i need to get this done as quick as possible because i i can't if i don't if i don't finish it i will never finish it and i hate not finishing things so like i i had to get that thing done so i yeah that that uh that was like then in 2016 i graduated there and then i like was like i'm going to give myself one year to try to do this for like properly like you know and then that, that's a long a lot of years ago now so yeah did you see it like at that point in time like photography is like a as a medium or or a career or whatever you call it like did you like how did you see it in your mind did you go oh this is like something that can be a career or did you kind of go i i don't want to do what i'm doing i feel like this urge or like i want to just create something like more like i want to be an artist or like yeah what was your kind of like yeah thinking around what it could be or what it was to you even at that time yeah like that's an interesting question i think it was quite easy to get back into this like making things because that's what i used to do when i was younger and i actually i didn't have i don't think i had a real like um goal with it i thought first i just want to see if i i can spend more time doing it um and there was no sort of like financial sort of you know like goal of like i need to make a living off of it or something and but at the same time i also definitely wouldn't consider myself an artist at that time it was just it was just a tool i guess that was probably one of the most accessible things to start making things again and that was a really great thing to happen because i feel like i really feel like something inevitable happened in that because i actually think i should have I mean, you can never know, but I, I think I would be in a completely different place if I would have start like sort of let go of this sort of sense of oh, I need to have a stable sort of archetypal academic education for what? Like, and the weird thing is, no one actually made me do that. <laughs> like, no one told me like you should do that. And like, my mom was even my mom wanted me to go to art school. She was like, you have to go to art school. This is what you do. I'm like, no. <laughs> like, so I really think, I really think I, uh, you know, like the universe caught up with me and is still very much catching up with me because I, like I said, it was the most accessible tool to get back into making things. But now actually a few years down the road, I realize I need to actually think of myself more as you do, for example, in this more universal way where you're like, don't limit yourself to because I also actually don't really love this term of like being the photographer and I also don't really like how it focuses so much attention on one person and like even on on shoots now like sometimes I, I don't like to be some I feel like there's this tendency to treat us so to speak as like just the focal point of the sort of the whole production literally angles towards that the, the lens and everything else you, behind basically. it kind of disappears right yeah it's like this funnel basically and then it, it's like a like a like a like a sand timer kind of thing yeah what's well, in front of the lens and then in in the in the back of the lens and then you're supposedly there on the the point between the two but then for some reason that that becomes this whole sort of like 
center of attention but actually it's like i don't care about that yeah it's so fascinating right and i don't know if that's like something to do with like social media or the age we live in but maybe that's always kind of been part of like the photographic history like these kind of icons or like these photographers that you know maybe there's people that are like really they're interested in who you are and what you do and how you make things so there's something really beautiful in that but yeah most yeah. of the time if someone asked you you'd be like i don't care i want to just make really interesting work yeah and that, and that's not actually can be kind of a struggle because like the the whole debate behind like the making i think especially in this post-covid renaissance where like we're still catching up with a lot of things it's um now i'm actually starting to realize like i need to take a step back actually because it's sometimes it's out of control and doing things that i should i mean do and i always enjoy them but i have a lot of like questions about like sort of moral debates about like why should should i be doing this or should i be helping to portray the narrative of this thing that we're doing and then now i'm starting to get a lot more aware of that somehow yeah what so what does that kind of look like if you're really thinking about it in terms of like are you saying like uh what's what's the point in shooting this this product or this item or this for this campaign like what's the purpose of it or is it more like am i the right person or yeah like where does that kind of lead well, yeah, definitely. Like, what's like I, you actually um, brought this idea into my mind, where it's like oh, uh, this sort of like st- the steps of like why why do you accept a job actually, or like why is a job a good job? That either needs to be creatively in- interesting, or it needs to be financially interesting. And if if it's only one of the two, then you have to ask further questions. And if it's neither, then it's definitely not a good thing to do. But then if sometimes you choose that the the reason is a financial consideration, then of course there's afterwards, you know, the responsibility of also your name is going to be in something that you might not really agree with sometimes. Yeah, and totally. That's now, for example, like it might be the product, but it might also be the rest of the production that you might not always have influence over. Like who's the cast? Like, is there enough sort of inclusivity like how are we portraying you know the physical appearance of the talent like it's yeah there's all these things that are actually like now I'm like, it's like okay, you said earlier as well it baby. starts riding on you as the focal point because your name is like attached even maybe sometimes more than the brand that you might yeah. be shooting for because they're like him did that or ben did that and it's like man <laughs> I just got given the brief kind of thing. Yeah. And actually like, I didn't really know what I was doing at the time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, it's funny. So, I mean, you're obviously very known for like photographing running and movement and sport. Um, And me and you share a lot of similar sentiments around that and have a lot of similar journey around, you know, photographing our friends or events and then moving into like larger campaigns for, X, Y, and Z brands that most people know of. Um, did, I guess, you know, you, you kind of mentioned like, oh, you kind of fell into it by photographing like some stuff with Pata and that getting some attention. Did you kind of go, did you feel like you latched on to running 
because it was there and you were also running and being a part of that culture or do you feel like you were like wow there's something in this like what was your thinking around like why you wanted to pursue photographing that and not go I'm just going to do that and photograph like I don't know architecture or portraits or whatever other interest thing you had yeah I think when you're like sort of developing early on and you get you get access to a certain like subject matter like photography in the end is all about having some sort of access also to a subject matter or a place and I think especially dealing with the insecurities of just starting it makes sense that you're close to something you feel comfortable in and you feel sort of like very aware of so I think that step into that was just more like an accessibility thing than necessarily like oh I really want to shoot this thing because I also remember when I was shooting like when I started properly shooting again then even if I sometimes would shoot something else I would feel a bit out of place basically and then sort of like but that out of placeness is actually really a great thing also definitely something I'm now really trying to look for again and trying to create the opportunities for because I know that the the moment that I would learn most is being in a situation where I have no idea how things work and that's kind of part of frustration now when I do a lot of like commercial work that is basically clients asking me to do my thing um it often is the same subject matter and I can just feel that this like creative muscle memory kicks in and it's it's really my new changes of a formula that sort of is very known so it's like you know if I would have to shoot still life now and I, that's why I always like love looking at how you move around in different areas it's like I would have to learn so much to be able to like do a different thing and also that's also because I want to I am a perfectionist in the way where even if I would go shoot if it would get go shoot architecture it has to be right you know it can't be yeah. just like just you know what is right and like it who just who gets to decide what right is that's right? a that's a very good question actually <laughs> but i do think in photography there's actually a lot of things that just don't work and i think that's also something people need to understand <laughs> yeah i mean there's like technical there's, like skill and knowledge and so on and so forth right like yeah, and things sure. that work to pleasing to the there's eye, the, and so on and so forth. Exactly, like, and that there's the yeah. I think also when you look at these uh, archetypal photographers of the last century, and like the learnings that the, that we can have from them is kind of like, you know, like they still the rules still apply. It's just uh, yeah, it's just you know. <laughs> there's, anyway, there's, there's, be... there's more knowledge now, anyway, right? Like, I guess yeah. you can take that all those learnings and then apply your own thinking do you feel like you know as you you kind of said like you you're kind of interested in like looking for these more these unknown situations or areas to apply your like kind of thinking and and visual kind of output as a photographer um do you think that kind of i don't know what the right word is not apprehension but perhaps kind of like slower entry point into it because you're like, I want to get it right. I want it to be perfect. Do you think that is informed from like 
how you were saying earlier, like, oh, I didn't even decide to go to law school. I just did that because I was looking for that security. Do you feel like you that same thinking applies to like, it's like a, a re-version of that kind of thing? Maybe? Yeah, yeah. No, like it's actually a revelation that I had over the last like a uh, few months only is that the, this like sense of control and perfectionism is something that's like, it's like, if anything, it would hold me back a little bit. So I need to let go of that, actually. And also yeah. the sense but of it also, security. Does it, does it define you as well? Well, not define you, but does it, do you feel like it still shapes your work without knowing? Like, I look at your yeah, work, right? It, and I, the things that come to mind is like, there's this warmth to it, but there's also this kind of twisting tension in it. And there's this, there's this kind of accuracy but it, it's also so like fluid. That's, I mean, that's the tension I'm talking about. And it feels like there's this like kind of like somewhat meticulous, like there's this set out thinking behind it, but then there's this like this kind of fluid. And I feel like the, the fluid kind of motion of it is, is the you like letting go and the other yeah. stuff is like no, control. Exactly. And, and I, I do really believe like, yeah, you, I think that's a beautiful sort of reading. I think uh, that made me feel kind of good about things in a way because, like, I think you're right because that that's also with, within the creativity. I think in my it's my life, it's my life sort of. Um, I think I really I'm here to learn how to like balance those two things out basically, and um, and and it is in the mo in the in the creation in the act of creating i think that's where the, this fluidity happens where there is no like thinking or there's no worries there's no anxiety there's a lot of it before and after probably but in the actual moment there's this like lucid state where things kind of happen for like very ungraspable reasons and that's actually like the side of things that i want to connect with more and also eventually like I, I, if i look at if i think about myself in 20 years i want to be an artist like i i don't you know like obviously we are and there's also there's a few trajectories in this like commercial service providing and with the, on the other side is being an artist and like we're now somewhere on that spectrum uh, but eventually I just want to sort of be on the edge of society and like make things that I care about. And sometimes I can come out of the, come off the edge and like, oh, surely I will, I will do something with a commercial like purpose. But the, in the end of the day, that's, that's kind of this, like the fluidity and the lucidness of, of that side versus the controlled sort of finding security side. Then definitely I would hopefully find shift the balance a bit more towards the other side. Yeah, totally, man. I feel yeah. I mean, do you feel like also how you mentioned like you're when you're in the in that kind of space of like making work and you know, all worries kind of disappear. Apart from like the the good stress of the making work where you're like there's this your own pressure of like looking for things and organizing and planning and all the rest of it, but the anxiety is on either side. Do you feel like that's just like an industry thing or do you think that's just a product of like who you are as well because i mean uh, and myself like i deal with that too yeah I, like i feel i feel like it is definitely a personality thing i do believe there's probably some people who 
don't have that but i think even though it's extremely stressful and in the end it's it's probably a, a personality trait that is very valuable uh, and i think will make you go like really far and and like we we obviously talk a lot about these things even in you know like when i whenever something comes up i feel like i reach out to you and i'm really stressed about something and like you do the same like we yeah so like and and i think the, the people i identify most with have that character that are, is will really get quite worried it's just now like i feel like a few till a few months ago maybe i was it was a bit more overwhelming to me sometimes to the point where i was actually like physically unwell and stuff like that and now i've i'm really like changing i feel like i'm changing into you know re remembering just to have fun with it and just also remembering we are not brain surgeons and we're not going to save any lives like yeah exactly. also even you know the having a bigger understanding about like what things cost and i like, sometimes feeling the responsibility of like this i know this production costs someone or some place x y and z amount of money and in the end of the day all that is going to be left is the pictures that are going to come mm. out of it yeah and then even that now sometimes not that obviously i really care about it and i will always do my best but sometimes i'm like yeah but we just should just have fun with it and just let it happen and then if it's shit then it, it if it's shit, it's shit. It's not going to change anyone's life. You know, this shoe, this shoe is going to be forgotten in two two years. No one gives a shit about the shoe anymore that we're shooting. And like, and the client, and the client will also, well, the client will also not not care anymore. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you feel like a pressure then? Like, I, I, something I've spoken about before with some other people. Do you feel a pressure to continually outperform your last thing? And I was talking like the, the kind of analogy I was making is like, you might have um, other jobs, um, whether they're like service-based or um, whatever. I'm just thinking generally like other jobs and you just like, you have a shit day and you just might not perform that well, but life goes on and you just, you can turn up the next day and you feel better. But there's something maybe in like the making photographs and making films and stuff that you have to outperform the last thing otherwise you kind of have failed maybe i don't know if you have the same thoughts around that or if you feel well, like is this not. is this the thinking of like you're you're only as good as the last thing you've done is that kind of what maybe that... but it's kind of there's more pressure behind it to be like if i don't meet uh, yeah. the standard of like what i've been what the expectation is it's kind of like managing expectations really yeah well i think to a large extent that's definitely you know it's very circumstantial obviously because um you know like i can picture what something has to look like and then if the circumstances end up being completely different and still has to do it have to do it then you know I, the yeah i do think i have this pressure that always has to be better and and, and also you you want to believe that every time you do something you get better at it and i do actually believe that um but then again you know there might be external circumstances that will dictate the quality of the work like there was a shoot that recently where i had i had pictured like i was like it's going to be a sum summer morning early sunrise i'm gonna get everyone out of bed super early it's gonna be people are gonna be miserable but the light's gonna be amazing and we're gonna have this 
amazing sunrise thing happened to us and it was just gray overcast slush it was just not a thing and then you know and then i was i was struggling also because because of how the light was that you know i was struggling with some technicalities of like how i wanted things to go and i was getting really frustrated i was like this is something i really cared about and it's not looking the way i thought it was going to look and then you have to like overcome that like yeah somehow yeah it's weird right yeah it's like your own expectations that you set for something and then you have to kind of flip them on the spot right yeah and you have to keep going, but the same, it's the same with running, actually. We also expect that every race we're doing, we're going to get faster somehow, but there's also not... It's <laughs> yes, not possible, true. right? Like, I mean, that's yeah. the dream. I, re- I read something a while ago about, like, I think it was... I, was, I don't know even what I was listening to. It might have just been the news. So something to do with, like, the economy, right? And you, you just can't have constant growth. Like, if you're constantly growing, it's just, like... It's some. It's just like an impossible thing, and it's really unsustainable. Like you have to have like dips and and lulls and plateaus to grow properly. And it's like the same as like training and running. If you train with like progressive overload, and you like train a bit higher, then you recover the right amount, and then you train a bit harder, and then you're just progressively getting higher. But if you go too much, then you can't recover well, or if you recover too much, then you can't get fitter. And it's maybe the same with like making work, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess for 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 our clients, they 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 will not <laughs> like. Care okay. about it. <laughs> this need to this need to be better than last time, I guess. But yeah, yeah. But, uh, but you're so you're so in in tune with that. I I love that. Oh. Like you, it this whole sort of yeah, that, like that. Maybe in really, theory I'm I, in tune, I, but like in practice, well, maybe not. Okay, well, it, it works uh, for the radiating outwards. It definitely works because even you're you're across the globe. I think about you, and I think about like what would Ben do, and like you would probably be sat sat in a yoga pose doing breathing exercises while I'm stressed, hunched over, having a coffee without breakfast. You know? Oh man, yeah, <laughs> that's <know>. good. That's <laughs> good. You keep it's me on my toes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I that made me think of two things, and this is like talking about making work and clients and stuff. And I'm interested in like what your thoughts are, what your current like um, philosophy is on like making personal work and, and how important that is to you or if you find time or you make time or like what is personal work to you as a photographer? Yeah, I mean, th- this is definitely like a- another tie back to this like security thing basically because like to make personal work, you need to, there's a, it is like vast sort of plethora of choices you have to make is that the right word like there's a there's so many roads in front of you and you have to pick one where you're going to spend time and money and it might be shit (laughs) so like how do you make a decision and and also then it's it's easy to hide behind other at least from my personal experience it's like no maybe my idea is not good enough or like you know like there again you're going for like it has to be good it, it maybe it doesn't have to be good and i i really struggle with it uh and and actually i feel especially through covid and after covid it's got it, it got like more complicated even because i remember those two years that it was really like the peak basically it was it was really sort of survival mode kicked in even though sometimes there was plenty of 
to survive from i was still like yeah but what if you know like you're gonna spend a few thousand euros on something that might not make sense to anyone but then again it might also not have to cost anything so there's there's all these excuses to not make personal work and and the one thing i really think i need to do is make more personal work because over the last few months i made nothing okay like i shot maybe a few frames here and there that could be interesting but there's no like constructive like body you have stuff kind of sitting there that you are thinking about though that uh maybe is like boiling away it's like oh this could be like a thread towards like a body of work or a series or something i try to yeah i try i definitely try to but um then again this this also takes like the curation of that even if you you try to collect a few things and and then recently i did actually do sort of a slightly more elaborate documentary thing that's still in the works but that was the most fulfilling things I've done in, in years. And it's, it's going to take some time to like see the light of day, but that's, and then also being able to think about how to position it more deliberately, because obviously when you do like commercial work, it's just going to be a, you know, you shoot one day and then there's the post-production and then that's kind of the end of it, but there's no time to like sit with it. And I think that's very important. Yeah. But yeah, the yeah, sitting like, work I do, and celebrating it as well. Right. Yeah, but uh, but I actually like really admire also how you you know like now I just came off some jobs and I just feel like tired and like I feel yeah, but not creatively tired also. So like, and you I, I always picture you always out with your camera and like still still making things even when you're creatively tired. How do you do? How do you deal with that? Uh... Yeah, I mean, I don't really carry a camera around. I just, I just, I think my, for me now, like my ideas are like, I'm trying to make them like longer and more in depth and with more production. But then I have, I'm, I can't sit still. So I have to make something. I have to try and make something. Like, I just can't. And that could be, that's a whole other like thread to go down of me, like feeling like I have to continuously make work and then being like, why, why do I have to? But then, like, I still I have an urge. There's an urge. There's like a, yeah. a feeling for but it. But this so. urge, th- this urge goes back a long time because you've been doing that for a long. You've been scratching that itch a long, long time. Like, yeah, were, yeah, yeah. It definitely isn't scratched yet. That's for sure. But it's it's also a product of being like in the industry. I was literally having this crisis the other day, like being like, am I just continually making work just so I can feed the idea of getting more work commercially like yeah it's it's a weird conflict i think um that i haven't quite figured out but the but your early days like actually i don't even know this really because you you started more like in the music scene right you were shooting Mm. a lot of bands when you were starting or like yeah i mean everything i've done i feel like has had like a, a similar thread they've just been in different like areas or scenarios kind of thing um which is kind of what i was thinking about with you like how you you kind of tracked a bit of your journey and trajectory and it feels like there's some common threads of like where no matter what scenario you've been in it kind of even though things are constantly changing and evolving there's still like your i guess you just call it your identity like threaded through that right and i guess you if i look at myself it's it's probably similar 
and then you're just so the, chipping the away. The access you might have had, so it's all this accessibility to your direct surroundings, basically. You think as well. That's why you choose. Yeah, it. yeah, and it's like a product of your own personality and environment, I think, and experiences. Um, that that kind of channel in to then making what you make, and that could be circumstantial, like you said earlier. Like you could rock up and you could feel like really tired or the weather could be shitty or it could be really beautiful or you could really connect with who you're like photographing, but then, and then. So, do, so you, do you, you, yeah. you do feel you need to be in what you're doing basically. I do. Yeah. You need to be in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, I have to be in it. You surrounded by immerse, immerse yourself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But then, um, how do you how do you feel like you can make a, an adjustment? Because that's another thing uh, that's I was hard. hoping to like get get into. Because like I I really feel like this sort of snowball kind of it's yeah. Just, I mean, uh, you get comfortable in a sense of like doing certain things, right? Like there's a comfort in in it's either comfort or confidence, and uh, you kind of look at confidence and be like, confidence is like this rep- repetition of doing the same thing kind of successfully over and over. But then you get comfortable with that confidence. So how do you challenge yourself to go and think differently or act differently or put yourself in an uncomfortable situation? I mean, it's really yeah. hard because you could yeah, be indeed. tricking yourself to be like, I'm in a new com- uncomfortable scenario, but I'm still shooting people running. Like, I like it. It's really cool. But then you're <laughs> like, I don't know. I, do I like it? I don't know. It's funny. Um, yeah. I, got a, I have another so question just- then that, that kind of, talks to that idea a little bit because i know you you work on like i guess end-to-end production like the whole producing of like a job like getting everything and that stuff aside like because that's like a whole other kind of job role and takes a lot of time and that's a skill set in its own but like what is your process in creating work like if you were whether it's commercial or personal and say in this sense of like making photographs of like runners or or high profile athletes or events or anything around kind of movement, like what's your process in that? Like how do you turn up and make that work? Yeah. Like this is actually the question that I spent. So we obviously talked about this before, but this is the thing I've tried to like put most of the thoughts towards because it's actually really like difficult thing to like get into like i think you have an idea and you know there's these like things that need to be around for the actual image making to happen eventually but in that process the things kind of start to like make themselves in a way and that's where i think the the process or like the actual you know like when the decisions that you make get smaller and smaller that's kind of how i see it like okay you have a probably like a, a person and a place and then there's like what does the person wear what does the person do and then like you know it gets even more local like you're like on a trail on a on you let's go up that mountain and not that mountain and then there's like this trail and then you're like oh we'll shoot it from this angle and then like but i I just see it like it kind of boils down and at some point it's kind of like it sort of makes itself and then the challenge is to like 
keep tweaking the smallest decisions, I think, and also not get carried away into one idea too much because then you can spend too much time. I always feel like this, the last decisions you make is where you like see, obviously your personal style comes in, for example, the most probably, but like the aesthetic that it is, is that that's down to this natural decision you make. And, and I actually cannot really explain what that is sometimes is it like instinctual like, decision making like or both i think it's instinctual decision making because like i would <laughs> you know if you shoot this if, if you get like a f- 100 people to shoot the same thing like s- some things might look very similar but there, there's still like there's going to be a small difference that is dictated by like all the influences you've had in the past all the things you've done in the past and then that's kind of like that's the difference and that's something also that we need to embrace and i also realize that sometimes i look at other people's work and i actually try to sometimes make things look like someone else does it and then i realize that you know i can even get frustrated of like oh seeing some work i'm like i don't think i could even i could physically i could technically not make this work but then i realize that's actually maybe a good thing because i'm not someone else and i need to make what i make and um you know of course there's this like you need to you can mimic things and then learn on the technical the technical side of things that's very valuable i think but in the end of the day those last decisions you should embrace to the fullest because that's where it's different and that's why it's interesting totally it's like idiosyncrasies right or like yeah yeah like your experiences over time that inform those decisions which turn into actions, which turn into you like pressing and, you know, taking a picture. Um, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a funny combination of things. If you, if you try and start boiling it down to like some sort of equation, um, yeah. which then you like, you're on another page trying to like yeah. break down the process. But it's, I still really feel like it's like, a wit- I, I usually feel like a witness to, to the process more than, and I, and I think that's really a great thing, but I think, I always think you are maybe more methodical about it. I don't know. How, how do you like, what is that? How do how do you feel? It's about a bit it? of both. I think you and I are kind of similar where I like to plan things a lot. Like I'm really detailed driven, but I'm also very instinctual and like really feeling like feeling an emotional based and reactionary. Yeah. So it's just like so for the for the last the last bit is always kind of the instinct kicking in then sort of. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's yeah. I mean, you I can plan it. as much as you want, but shit just happens and you've got to be like, I mean, for me, I'm always trying to lean into like more spontaneity and just reaction, but then the controlling kind of planning side of me, like tries to like take grip, you know? <laughs> so it's, it's conflict yeah, yeah. and insecurity at all at like working at, at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's like a deep thing, you know, I mean, and I try and make it, like you said before, like, I try and not make it as deep as what it is, because it is like, it's such a fun thing to be doing and involved in, especially when you're getting to like, photograph people running up and down mountains or on tracks or like playing basketball or whatever modality of sport that you're getting to photograph is like, Mm. it's wild. And you get to meet the most amazing people, right? Yeah, and that's that's really that's also why I think 
the role of photographer should just be a bit more collaborative. So I mean, sometimes it is, but like sometimes it can also just be this kind of sole act that is, you know, too highly regarded. I think we need to really think of it this as a communal effort more sometimes. Mm. I think there's yeah, too much. That's more relationship. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and exa- exactly. The best stuff happens also when you connect to the people that you're working with, and then really like, you know, that's and that's I think where I find the most like pleasure in the work. Also, um, although I can imagine for personal work, I could also just do something where there's no one else involved. But like for the for actual work, it's that's the biggest the biggest joy I find in the whole work is just being able to connect with all sorts of people um even sometimes not in a good way <laughs> but it's still yeah it's, end, all it's learning, still right? like you learn i'd rather have that than exactly i'd rather have a mix of positive and negative experiences than have like you know i talk to some people like i never meet anyone and then like that is the biggest benefit of this job is is working together yeah yeah i agree um all right i want to i want to kind of like through all of this of you making work you've all and and you kind of mentioned like you way back you were like found running like this accessible thing to do while you were studying and stuff and then obviously you met Pata crew and have gone on to do multiple things with like different crews like the Bowen Braves so on and so forth kind of all around Europe and America and so on where's what's what's your relationship to movement and to running now or, or in general? Mm, yeah, I think there's, there's two things. Obviously, there's a community element to it. Like, I made so many friends through running. But actually, I I, I run I'm, I run a lot alone as well. <laughs> like, a lot. Most of my running is, is, a, is a really a thing that I just do by myself and also for myself in a way. And I think something you said earlier of, like, this sense of having to do something even when it's uncomfortable like i i cannot just not do it if i if i have some reason that i don't run for two weeks or something it's just like i just get weird and i actually don't know and especially also the way we think about this like this performance running of making things really hard for ourselves it's like no one cares about it but you're just doing it for like even if i shave like five minutes off my marathon time and my mom doesn't care about it you know like oh yeah my friends no one cares about it like i'm like why am i doing all this shit for like and i and i will never have the answer you know your partner doesn't care about it your friends don't care about it it's just like i just don't understand when yeah i think the care is more in like they want you to be healthy and well and enjoying yourself not getting fast at times yeah, exactly. So, but then I'm like, okay, now I train like five or six times a week. Sometimes you're like, why? <laughs> like, actually, don't, sometimes you don't even have the time, and then you're like, oh, I have to go run for an hour. And like, why? <laughs> but I have to do it. Kind of have to do it. I need something you have to do. And you, you really, we, I guess we both have to make things. But this, this is the same kind of scratching. You like, it's also uncomfortable to make things sometimes and often, actually. <laughs> and and the running is kind of similar similar in that regard i think i feel like i I have to do it otherwise something gets weird so do you notice do you have you thought about those parallels between like 
the work you make, like, you know, the physical act of making work and then the physical act of running, or maybe even just the mental side of it as well. Like not just purely, oh, I photograph running and I'm a runner, but like, yeah, there's definitely some, the physicalities and the mental side of it. Definitely some connectivity to it in like maybe pushing through, uh, like things like what but I find this applies to a lot of things in life with that's how running ties into all everything for me is like dealing with things along the way let's put it that way and and by running almost every run is like dealing with things along the way um and yeah I think that's kind of you know when things get difficult or things get euphoric you know you're going to come down again as well and then when things get difficult, you know, you're going to find some solution for it or you can try it again, but it, it's like this balance of the abs and flows that you can constantly find in running. I think it's like applies to all, everywhere, but definitely also to, to creativity and work. So that's also, I think I need, and I can't, I can't imagine just not sometimes I look at, you know, some people my age and I'm like, what did you do? <laughs> To, to yourself to become this sort of like yeah inactive person yeah. yeah yeah i mean it's like you're kind of either running away or running to something right and and yeah. you could do that physically or mentally i guess maybe there's like a little mental running there <laughs> yeah 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 um i guess then like okay so with running with photos with like making work commercially personally like all the rest of it like you know chasing marathon goals what 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 is keeping you coming back to it like what makes you return like wake up in the morning apart from paying bills because we all got to do that what but all of it (laughs) to keep going back well i mean you can segment it out like i think it's like the more that the longer I spend here, the more I realize that it's like, it's all just kind of flowing. Like everything is moving, of course, but like, like the question is to like, why you're doing it. It's like, sometimes I don't know why I'm doing things. <laughs> and like, uh, it's, it's after, yeah. Like, again, I feel or like, like I'm currently, a- is there a current feeling as to be like, you know, do you ever think like, yeah, I feel like I'm heading in a direction I want to be going in or I, I want to yeah, wake up every day I, for this or something or not? Like, I think that I, I, I'm starting to see the trajectory in which I can really just um, spend time and make work that I care about and also maybe have to, for the running part, have the running experiences that I want to have. But for the for the work, it's definitely like I feel like I'm in a, in a part of this like story now where I can like okay, if I keep going like this for a bit longer, then at some point there will be more space to like do things I really care about, uh, and maybe not do things that I don't care about so much anymore. And I think that's for me that that's that's a, a way to like keep keep going in that sense of like there's a. I can see clearing where things will, the dynamic with, with life and with work will change quite drastically, I think. And, and I hope to be, for example. So it's almost know. like you're carving out like space for yourself. 
is that yeah is it's that about right creating opportunity about yeah exactly like in the beginning i was just trying to do anything and everything and not really think about why and now that it's like a, in the end it's about finding the balance point where there's uh, ample opportunity for just um yeah doing things that matter to me so that's i think that's a big goal <laughs> like that that's the dream kind of and that kind of constantly changes and evolves right like you're it's like the early like you said like those minute or more like granular decisions you're probably doing the same with like what makes sense as a thing to be going towards like those decisions like maybe get smaller over time maybe right yeah 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 maybe and i and i really want to have a sandwich shop one day that's my that's a big goal too <laughs> that's the big Fucking blue sky heck. goal to yeah. get to I I love sandwiches, man. And I'm well, really, I'll I'm open really like good. a wine bar next door to your sandwich shop, and then that, yeah, great. We can put a little door in the wall so we can like. But uh, yeah, I think I'm really good they at making like sandwiches. Like a relic camera sitting on the shelf with some dust yeah. collecting. Like that was one day, someday <laughs> in the past. 